Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I don't know what Michael Gabriel is waiting, waiting to get, to get the news that you could open the gate for adults again. I think the next one tonight that I'm back in again and one thing other, so... Hopefully in a couple of weeks we'll have a few games going in league games and you know Warsaw again like when when the in the county games are stacked up next weekend as well you know next back to live games again I see that on, on the paper where we have Glimmerick Tip on television Saturday Cockers and Sun against Waterford and TG Carr so everyone's looking forward to all that Michael to get back out again and get playing around the other you know so. For a fellow like yourself that was immersed in, in, in Gaelic games I presume the last 12 months was a real challenge. It was tough, yeah, because like GA would be the number one, really. Like you know, I yeah, I look at other sports. I I, I like rugby and and bit of frustration at the time, but I'm not a great soccer man. I look at highlights, but I'm not a great man to follow soccer. And I probably watch more soccer in the last fourteen months ever watching my life. To be honest with you, but I I'm not against soccer, but it's kind of not a game I fully watch. You know, Michael Sarkin. As I said, you're immersed in Gaelic games. What's your earliest memory of being involved with courses? Well, my memories probably go back Michael, to around the mid '60s when the when the, when the junior team was quite strong. Well, like we were playing under twelve, like I was playing under twelve in '65, and and uh, the juniors won the West Cock those three years running '64, five, and six. Uh, my memory would start the way there with the juniors at the time. I had a couple of players that were playing juniors that were living close to me, and I used to go to matches with them and one other because that time there weren't too many spectators or too many cars going to matches. So. That's when it kind of stopped right in the mid sixties, you know, and you progressed from under twelve to fourteens and that way along the line. And of course, when you mention the mid sixties, that's only about uh, seventeen or eighteen years after the, uh, the the club was formed itself. And of course, there were originally two clubs in the parish. Uh, I know going away back along, there were other clubs, but Balnady and and Balnaspital had clubs before you came together. Oh, yes, they had. They were, were playing B, if I was to know from the older guys in the years gone by. Told me Bell D was far more good with before Battle Spittle side, I'd say. Bell D were playing B hurling. Where the Battle Spittle lads, some of the western side of Battle Spittle area, lads underage, and on the minors played with Kilbritton underage. And lads in this side that was closest to Kinsale played underage with Kinsale. So it, it, they came back to and played B hurling with, with the Battle Spittle side. But Balladie were, were formed a bit before Battle Spittle were as being being West Cork. Bottomer had a, the Bottomer individuals in, in West Cork, before 47 now, like before they got together. You know? And of course, you spent a huge part of your life, almost the first 30 years, playing in the, in the Carberry division. 
in Cabri, yes, that's where the West, that's where we, we that's where we are, started yeah, in Cabri, yeah. Everything has stayed in Cabri up until the year of 95, yeah, when we, uh, 75, sorry, when we moved into the southeast. And of course, I suppose in a way, like when you look at what you achieved, particularly in hurling, like you were one of the dominant clubs, like you won the uh, the Cabri or the Southwest Championship 15 times. Yes, that's very true, yeah, of course, we won it 15 times for 47 and before we left it, yeah. I think Woodman that passed away there a year ago have 13 titles out of those 15. That was the great Chris Cochran from Melody. I think he kind of holds the record in Calgary for so many West Cock hurling medals, you know. So it was some great achievement in those years, you know what I mean? Like, And in those years as well, they lost the 57 county finals and stayed over in Kintail against Tracton. They went to the final in 57 and lost it to Tracton. You know, so they, were, they obviously had a good team around in the 50s as well. I tell like they came to... Some of those lads like Chris, Chris, uh, Chris Cock and a few more were going to college at the time, so they were probably stepping ahead of other fellas that went the way. And of course, the next uh, county final that they lost in was in 1970. You were part of that panel as well. I was part of the, the 70 panel, right? Rightly, I was kind of lads like today, I suppose. Every year they'd be kind of bringing two or three or whatever number of minors or 17 year olds up in with the, the, the junior boys, uh, the top boys, as you call them at the time or any time. So we were, yeah, there was a, a goalkeeper, a good friend of mine, Jimmy Catty, the same as myself. He was brought into goal that year, and he was only 17, because our main goalkeeper got injured early in the year, he broke his knee. And uh, this Jimmy McCarthy, which is a great, a great goalkeeper after, he was brought into the team for, before the championship. So they were always bringing up a couple of players that we are into the panel, like, like we still do today, as it is, you know. And of course, that final was played in Ballinhasig against uh, against Clodov. We were well beaten on the day, John. Three fifteen to two goals and four. What do you remember about the final? Ah, uh, yes, I, well, I remember it quite well. Yeah, as Vincent City in the sideline watching it. Yeah, yeah, Clodov were a very good team on in those times. They had half the Muskry team. They were part of half of the Muskry team, the Clodov team. Now between the Kellys and the Duns and all them, they were. They got a couple of early goals and courses and courses were trying to play catch up with them. They were really a step ahead of courses at the time. They were there. They were an intermediate team rather than junior at the time. You could say they proved their afters like in Premiston. You know, did that pretty clear. Yeah, courses probably were some of the courses players were probably slippy a small bit as well. Maybe they were wrong for a number of years. You know, maybe a little bit like you know a little bit. But no, there was no, there was, no. They were they were well over courses in 1970 in Premiston. And was it a big disappointment then that we'll say in the years afterwards that you weren't able to go that one step further and land the county like he went, he, he, he won the division in, again in, in, in 73 and 74 but just could not, um, could not land the county? That was probably it at the time and that was probably built up, built up for us going to the southeast. Yeah, it was maybe slightly frustrating. Because uh, we had won the West Cock under 21 title as well in 69 against Bannon. It was the only title courses ever won West Cock under 21. And there was a lot of them players coming through and were after and the team at the time. And there was a really, really good team there as well. And then the fact we lost uh, 71 and we played to Bannon over in Clannacilty in the West Cock and lost 72 to Newstown. And both of those clubs went on to win the counties in those two years. We were kind of lifted with courses in Kilbert. No, there's probably two best teams in West Cock at the time. Then, and you know, one game you had West Cock won early. You know what I mean? So I think if you, if you, you know, if you're lucky enough to win it with Kilbert, and ourselves like the rest of the teams, one probably going to well and hold it. So 
planning those teams were better teams than they are years maybe around two years around years since again, in fairness. But obviously, you know, John... that was probably part of the build up where we where the club switched on to the carry down division, you know. Yeah, I was about to say, John, obviously it was a huge decision by the club to up sticks and, and, and move to the uh, to to uh, carry down. What do you remember about the decision? I, like, I suppose at the time we were, we were kind of the younger players just in the staff of the 20s around here and the after the club at the time when there was a great officer like the Petty Fitzgerald and Kintail, those guys were the officers at the time and other guys and I'm not sure whether they, they looked at province from the county board or did the county board give it out to courses that they could look at where where courses are situated you're right in between the Carberry division and the Carry Down division like where we're situated down here so uh, whether the club looked for it could they go into the southeast or did the county board say to him that she could look at it if she wanted to go in there we'll look at it you know so and the ultimation came out and we were told to go to a meeting all that but the meeting first meeting was poorly attended at the time poorly attended by players or was by whatever but it was kind of a split on the night there was no vote taken because it's kind of one way and the other way but there was a second meeting called for a week later, or it was, and uh, that was a small bit bigger. And any of it in discussion that that went to a vote, in, and maybe if more players went to the time, because some of the maybe the players weren't happy enough going to the east, but they didn't turn up at the meeting either to voice their opinion not to go into the east. But anyway, it, the the vote wanted that we would go, so the, the, obviously the officer went back to the county board saying, yeah, they have decided they will go into the south east because they're let in. So that's how it, it probably kind of happened, you know, Michael, at, at that particular time. And before 75, even the 74 of us, it was late 74, it happened as well. Yeah. And I would imagine that the people in the Carberry division were not very happy and maybe in a way some people down in Carrydown weren't exactly enamoured to see you guys arriving either. Oh no, we'll carry down and not really capital first coming at all, no, no, <laughs> certainly not. And definitely, of course, you were an awful lot to West Cork, obviously, the Cabaret Division, because, like in those years, I've been speaking about that from the 60s and since course, like when courses would meet Bandon, Newstown, or Kilbritton, whoever, for the finals, or semi finals, we played in Clan or in Bandon or in Kilbritton or wherever they would be played. They took the packed house, like, and all these matches, the Dimpery Clears would be always played on the Sunday in the afternoon. They never championship playing player of a Saturday night or some night like that, you know what I mean? So it was a packed, packed house at the time. And obviously, you know, there was big rivalry between those, you know, four or five clubs at the time in West Cork, right? So you were only across trying to beat anyone of them at the time, you know? They were all good, good Halloween clubs, right? So, I yeah, they were a big last, and, you know, they, they, were, they were a big help to the character when things settled down there, but... Carrigdown weren't going to welcome us in <laughs> with open arms at all when we went in there, as the man said. I didn't like when we went into Carrigdown that year. Like, Carrigdown had a very strong number of clubs at that time. Like, I mean, from Kinsale to Bellymart to Clacton, Shamrocks had a great team there for years. And Valleys and uh, Kinsale, Bellhassock, obviously. There were some great clubs in Southeast, like, you know, at least there, like, you know. But that time they were all junior Michael Basie, you know. Yeah, you were telling me about a famous uh, game that you played with Belly Martel, I think it was, in 1975, that she uh, felt that she, in a way, threw it away. We probably did, yeah, it was a game, yeah, it was played down in uh, Minan Bridge in 75, yeah, yeah, hell of a game, but, like, of course, you had a reasonably good team going to the southeast at the time, but we led Belly Martel well, and we were well up the one stage, we led about something like eight, nine points one stage, but a great famous referee at the time from Chamonix. I said, took whatever, and he, I was playing fullback in the same day, and he gave two penalties in, and he didn't give them on me, he gave them on the corner back, and so the player that was on the corner back, 
I'm really matter just to the little three down the ground because I said, look, I'm back, what's he do? And the come back, I didn't do nothing good, and he just turns up the ground, but the referee was the same, just penalty in, penalty in, so they pulled back the lead us, and they won by point in the day, so, you know, we, we it, it probably hit the Sully had the right to the time, to be honest, you know. Hit the club had the first, like, yeah, yeah. But see, the older players, as first of all, on the team, they were still there from the southwest, you know, until... Yeah, then it took you until nineteen ninety three to land the first uh, the first Southeast uh, Championship, and of course that that obviously was a special day. Oh, ninety three, ninety three was special. Yeah, it took a good bit of time. Then yeah, we had a few very lean years in the seventies, early seventies. Then the other twenty ones won the Southeast uh, in around the eighty or eighty one, was it eighty or eighty one, whatever? And there was a new bunch of players coming through then again. And that kind of, we were, we were getting better and better as the 80s were moving on. And like 88 there, we got to three finals in the Southeast Junior and the two under 20 rounds with Brian Howley. And we lost all three, all right. But we were still building up, building up, building up, you know. So, as you can see, we got to, we lost the 72 finals here. Well, Nancy down Cargilline, 92, I meant to say, down Cargilline. But then we got revenge the following year on my numbers and won the Southeast for the first time. So, you can tell the celebrations after that when I say the time. So. Certainly since uh, C103 came on the air in the 90s uh, we would have been down there numerous times and of course yourselves and Ballon Hasek the rivalry was to put it mildly intense. It was quite intense there for a number of years right in fairness it was it was we were meeting fairly often between you know semi-final and a couple of finals around here and that sort of thing and Ballon Hasek were doing well themselves a good team of fairness Ballon Hasek and Remember, it says me right, they lost the county final to Killer in 2000, I think around there. And then it came back down to 2001 over Kintail in that famous Battle of Kintail, as they call it, in 2001, when we beat them the Saudi final again. <laughs> so, you know, there was great rivalry for a number of years and probably got a beat in. It probably boiled the small bit towards the end of it, right, as I mentioned, you know. So. Well, anyway, pa- we, when we slipped out, out in the intermediate after 2001, we didn't meet Belhassi much then after that. Yeah, apart from the Battle of Kinsale in 2001, of course, that was a year to remember for the club because he went all the way and won the county against uh, against Charleville 3-9 that to 3-7 and in a way made up for what happened in 97 and 99. Yeah, that's right. In 2001, did, uh, yeah, it was a fine way. We brought in Shani O'Brien the, the year before. To Chris Cochran, that wrestling was with Shani with the Cochran, the major hollers. And uh, there was a Millennium Cup played the year before in 2000, Millennium Cup, and we went all the way and won it. And uh, Chris Bratton, Shawnee Brian Leet that year with us after the championship, and he won out the Millennium Cup, and, and we got on to Shawnee with East Diamond with the boys for 2001. We kind of needed an outsider at the time to get another push on the boys, you know what I mean? And uh, definitely, I will say to the uh, Shawnee was a massive help to get the boys over the line. Now, on that file, we were very dodgy for a good while, but things came good for us, anything God would. Yes, 97 was probably the year with Ken Kelly. That was, we could have won the count against Castlines. They held a good game for Ring, but it skipped again. Us, and of course, Bandon in 99 was kind of hard to take with the Corsi Bandon rivalry from the past, as the man said. So, you know. But the, the, best, the best thing about those years in the 90s and up to when we won the count was we were competing very close to win it, like, you know, and to the matter of being at it. Sometimes you get a break and then win it, you know. And then an absolutely magical day in 2011 when he became a senior club. 
After that was that was that was really the icing on the cake in those years, unfairly. And we were we were even after winning the, the June in two thousand one, we were very close to winning the meet the following year and two. We were very close. It was good it was a good old bunch of players and then and there was lads coming through as well in Montreal. But it, it took another few years, all right. But uh, we we got there eventually. That's for 2011. We'll never be forgotten. And also by the older guys and by everyone for that matter. Like when you see the likes of Tier uh, uh, and Chris Cocker and these older fellows, I said, you know, that played for years around here and all that. But, uh, that was outstanding, work, yeah. And for a club like Corso of the country to go up and play scene for these two years up, it was great. It was great excitement. Do you know at this stage where all your medals are? Because there aren't too many people can claim they have they have medals from from different divisions. Well, the few I picked up, I kind of got them from West Cork. I, I really very lucky out of the carry down the visit. I got a B medal right the last second last year, right out in '82. Was what we won the B championship after we played against Elimato. But uh, no, I picked them up in West Cork. I was lucky enough in West Cork for left to get a few medals out of West Cork winters. And of course, here we are now in uh, in 2021. And as you mentioned earlier on, the gates are open on Monday for the adults for training. What was your reaction to the draw that was made uh, last week when you wound up in the same group as Carrigaline, Yall, and the winners of Aerog and Ahabolic? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and you know, the other side because Carrigaline and Yall were in the same group as us last year as well. Plus, uh, that was there last year, yeah. And I would, you'd be kind of hoping that, well, not hoping, but saying we might be in you know, a couple of different teams. But I know there's nothing wrong with it. Like, we haven't played the likes of Eurog or our Bullock now. We never played Eurog much in here. So whichever one of them is going to win and, and come into our group, that will be a bit different again. But we actually will be very familiar, like, with the, with Cargoline. Obviously, and Cargoline are coming good. They're now given a couple of years. They were quite good last year. I thought that nearly went out the county last year. And y'all are always y'all, you know, you'll, you'll never get a soft game. Yeah, but then we we probably didn't play good early last year, but then they came good and they got second out of the group. And so the, they were in the last four in the county championship, isn't it? So, so we, you know, we had a lot of good young lads now getting fairness. So it'll be interesting now when things will open up and the league start again and see how they'll go this year, you know? Every year is different, obviously, Michael, you know? A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.